97X. Band the future of rock and roll. Welcome to Dong Teeny, episode 36. I'm your guest announcer, Bunyan. On today's show, Simone and Steffi attempt to take your ears to the deep south and down under. The ladies feel the call from a young listener who's through with Christianity. And what better way to follow up than with a discussion on a planet filled with gay unicorns? And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hi, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm doing very well. It's so good to talk to you, even though I just saw you a couple of days ago because you just visited. I know. It was great. I had the best time. Oh, my gosh. Even though it rained so like crazy. Fun. It rained most of the time, but luckily I was indoors and, uh, and, and had an electric blanket, which is a necessary requirement when visiting Seattle. <laughs> and you named your electric blanket. Well, you have two, so you I named did. them like just by their company names, like you have Bitterford. Exactly. So I brought Sunbeam, but you actually have Bitterford, which I have at home. I have Bitterford at home. So, yeah. <laughs> it just reminds me of the Planet Unicorn names, how there's... Um, Tom Cruise and Feathers and Cadillac. I know. <laughs> when you talk about Biddeford, this, the electric blanket, and then Biddeford. <laughs> well, we'll talk about those uh, fabulous unicorns later. Mm. Um, so uh, now, just but when we just when we got on our phone call to start the episode, you told me what did you tell me you were doing that you were a bit behind in starting the episode. <laughs> I was behind because my friend Dawn and her husband DW are over here doing their laundry here because uh-huh. they live in this like rad loft down near Pioneer Square. But, um, it, you know, it's like totally zoned for artists and they're not really, I don't think it's zoned right. for actual living there. So they have to go to the laundromat uh-huh. and they hate that. So they're here doing their laundry in exchange for making us meatloaf. And <laughs> we're talking about what a gross word that is and how... Yeah, you said you never, even when you ate meat, you wouldn't eat meatloaf because the word. No, we don't have meatloaf oh, in Australia. We just hear about it on TV, <laughs> we, on movies and stuff. We don't actually have meatloaf. I'm sure we have other disgusting things, but we don't have meatloaf at all. Like so, black pudding. But it always sounded gross. I mean, gross. I mean, who wants to eat something with the word loaf in it? I know. <laughs> and then meatloaf, you're just disgusting like what kind of, I just remember when I was little going what kind of animal does this come from and then I was shushed is it just like leftover stuff um no it's like I guess it's ground beef but you can mix it with pork like ground pork but I mean that, right. that just sounds disgusting to a vegetarian I'm sorry I even have to say that but I'm fine um, it's really good like I'm I'm grown up now and I, I really like it but I hate I resent having to say it I guess is my point so is it possible to have like a gourmet meatloaf? Like, could you go to a fancy restaurant and get a meatloaf? Um, if they're being kitschy, I would think. You know how like they'll right. have, um, you know, really it's nice some restaurants. hipster restaurant that has a yeah, right, like something funny. Like I was at this pretty, pretty nice restaurant last week. I just reminded myself as Kip in the. Kip and Napoleon Dynamite. Anyway, though I was like, it's a pretty nice restaurant we were at for work, and um, I ordered s'mores off the dessert menu. Because it sounded right. too hilarious, and they brought like a little fire pit, like a tiny one on a tray, and you got to roast oh, your own so marshmallows cool. with fondue tongs. So <clears throat> that's kind of like the type of funny thing that they would pull at a nice restaurant, I think, and call it gourmet. But 
Right, right. So I think meatloaf Gosh. could probably make it on that menu. The, the I had a veggie meatloaf <laughs> once, and I really liked that. Really? But I'm sure it was nothing like an actual meatloaf. It was probably made of lentils and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, how are you going with your your accent right now? I'm I'm holding up pretty well. Yeah, you seem pretty strong right now. And thank um, you. Are you understanding me? Am I coming in? Yeah. Here? Oh, I, absolutely. <laughs> I can actually understand you. <laughs> Fan bloody tastic. So, listener, in case you haven't uh, noticed, we are trying to do this entire episode in our native accents because they've kind of slipped for both of us so we may slip back or we may yeah. overdo it we don't really know because it's yeah we've just sort of flattened our accents out so that we can be understood by the people we live with yes. now so it's a bit sad really because you know our accents are pretty awesome so let's see how we go for the rest of the episode yeah i think you know i was realizing it completely i'm sure it comes just from not hearing it but also people make fun of you like whenever I say y'all or, or say the word lawyer, I've completely avoided right. saying that word. As you know, like I say attorney every chance so that people will laugh at me for saying lawyer. Um, right. Even though it sounds very phonetically like liar, which is sort of the truth, right? So. Um, yeah. yeah. I didn't even know about the, the lawyer thing until until you told me about it. But I guess I haven't spent a lot of time with Southern people. so. <laughs> Yeah, That's whenever probably, I talk to someone, and I'm sure it's like that for you, if you talk to someone from home on the phone, your accent gets really strong. Like, does Greg tell you anything like that? Like, you Yeah, he used to be able to tell. He can tell who I'm talking to on the phone because my voice sort of just changes depending <laughs> on who I'm talking to. Like, if I talk to my friend Danny Kay, um, I, I'll go, hello, and he'll be like, hello. And we just kind of talk <laughs> like that. And he knows, he knows that I'm talking to Danny Kay, even though he's only hearing my side of the conversation. And he can tell when I'm talking to my parents and my sister because that's different again. So, yeah, but I think in general it's sort of flattened out because I think I've been less detected talking to my parents than I used to be. So um, oh. that's sort of sad. I'm losing touch with my roots. Isn't that sad? It really is because um, whenever David can tell whenever I talk to Heather Bell because I talk more Southern, but we also talk like we're deaf. <laughs> it's just our thing. <laughs> and he hates it. Like, he, can't, he has to leave the room. I go, hi, how are you doing? She's like, I'm doing good. And, and we can just have a whole conversation <laughs> like that. That's so great. You know, a friend of mine who I, I will not name, but they were getting mugged and the guys had them up against a wall and he said, sorry, I'm deaf. And the guys <gasps> freaked out and let him go. <laughs> Oh, unscathed. that's so smart. I know, it is. Oh, I'll have to remember that. I know, I bet I won't because I'll just panic and cry. Right, so, right. But I wish, I wish I could remember that. So, fucking awesome. Man, that's a genius move on your friend's part. I'm so impressed right now. I know. Oh, I have something exciting to tell you real quick. Um, oh my. I emailed you just a little bit about today, about how the Holy, oh, Roller, yes. the Holy Rollers movie that my husband David is in the, the documentary about the blackjack team um, is being screened at Mars Hill Church on Friday night. So it will be after whatever we post this. But um, they found out that, you know, they had asked David, my husband, to go up after the screening and do a Q&A. Then today they found out that he's married to me and they know about my little, my fake Driscoll Twitter and how I kind of, you know, take them to task. I can't believe they didn't know all along. They didn't know all along. And so then they uninvited David because they don't want him to share the stage with them because he's married to me. And I I I think this is the best thing I've ever heard. Like that is the biggest compliment. (laughs) Totally. so paranoid. Like, like, who do they think, what... 
you know, it's so, and so David wrote them this letter and I thought it was really, you know, pretty gracious. And, and he's like, yeah, I, you know, thanks for talking to me about it. Cause he did talk to them on the phone. He's like, I'm, I'm just not comfortable going at all. Even if you guys did rescind the uninvitation because I, I just couldn't get over, you know, being, feeling like I'm under scrutiny, but I do want to continue this conversation, but I'm really disappointed that a church would be so unrelational. And wow. I thought that was like a really good response, and um, yes. so we'll so just did have they to see res- what happens. So they took back the uninvitation. Um, they, David, talked to someone who said that he's like, "Oh, I don't know about this, but um, I'll talk to whoever was more at the source of uninviting you." So um, they, so they didn't officially take it back, but David just went ahead and emailed him and said, "You know, don't worry about th- trying to decide right. whether to take back the invitation because I'm just not comfortable going now." So. Right, um, right. That was kind of And what was the though. nature of the the uninvitation? That fascinates me. Like, what was the yeah. reason they gave to They uninvite? talked to the director, Brian, and told him that they don't want David on stage or to share the stage with them because he's married right. to fake Driscoll. I, I, those are the closest to the words I honestly They specified remember. that that was the reason. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I know. Fantastic. <laughs> Triumph. Yeah, that was kind of juicy for me today, but... It's fucking awesome. I know. So speaking of religion, we had a voicemail from a guy named Hunter. Yes, and here it is. Hello, Seth and Simone. This is Hunter. Um, I love you guys' podcast. But um, actually, my parents don't know I listen to it, and I'm 15 years old. And I recently decided that I do not want to be a Christian anymore. I don't really know if I should tell them or what, but... Uh, I don't really have anyone to talk to about it, so I'm kind of confused. So I guess that's kind of my question. Anyways, bye. Well, thank you so much for calling, Hunter. We really appreciate your call. And sorry we didn't get back to it sooner, but you actually called just after we recorded the last episode that we did. So it took some time, but we were very eager to get to it. So I'm glad that, that we're getting to it now. And also, we, on the Grapes of Rad, I say on it that we're going to get to your call soon. So um, yeah. Because I, we didn't get to record it on that that show. So I'm glad we, we can get to your call. Hooray! And I, I really like the thing um, that he said about... Um, uh, his parents doesn't know he listens to Dongtini because it reminded me <laughs> of <laughs> it reminded me of when I was 14 and um, I really wanted to list, get into Guns N' Roses so oh, my yeah. friend recorded Usual Illusion 1 on, she put it on a tape for me and I asked her to put an S next to all the songs that had swearing oh. in it so I could be sure not to have it audible to my parents oh. so I was really scared so I, 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 I'm just sort of touched now that he's like oh his parents doesn't know doesn't know that he listens to us and I'm like yeah. wow are we as bad as Guns N' Roses I'm I'm so well, we have, I know, right? We have explicit on iTunes. We're just as, so. filthy, we're just as filthy as Guns N' Roses. Hooray! <laughs> so, yeah, Stephanie, do you want to start fielding his question? Yeah, I just, yeah, my little heart goes out to Hunter. Um, I, Because my concern, well, the first thing I'm thinking of is, like, you, this is a really personal thing for you, and um, I... I'm really afraid that if you were to tell them, it's you know you, you're afraid to tell them for a reason, and it's because you know that they'd be upset or something like that. Yes. So, um, what I'm concerned about is that they wouldn't respect where you are with this, and they would try to convince you of something. And and like in my book, that's not okay. Like I'm sh- I, and I know they mean well to do that. To they they want to save your soul or whatever. But the truth is, they don't know any more than you do or anybody what your soul's gonna what will come of it. So, um, since this is such a personal thing, I would treat, you know, my impulse is to ask you like what you think would happen 
when you brought this information to your parents and is it worth it that type of thing because you know um it's sort of like it's, a coming out, isn't it? It's, it is exactly it's, like it's, a coming out. It's like any other coming out, whether you're gay or not Christian or an atheist or whatever. Yeah. Um, it is that sort of coming out, which is, you know, documented as being a terrifying experience. Yep. And, and like but, the, the whole thing is uh, with, I guess this is what I've learned in therapy and um, uh, just kind of being emotionally healthier is, is that you need like a support system of people um, and who are safe, you know, that's the total therapy word, but safe means that they won't judge, they'll like, they're unconditional with you. Like they can get upset with you, but they, you know, they would never revoke their friendship. They would never revoke, right. you know, you know, because <clears throat> you guys are on the same page in that regard. And the truth is you can't pick your family and there's, they're going to be unsafe people in your family a lot of the time. So, uh, I would just be I would journal a lot like deal with your feelings a lot that way um in whatever capacity that you think the they internet, would never find I mean, it the internet is is such a such a joy to to reach out and find people it who is. are in a similar similar place to you because it sounds like I mean when you picture a 15 year old trying to tell their parents that they're not a Christian anymore which yeah. is obviously going to be a big problem in that family it just sounds so isolating if they flip out or try to convince him otherwise or, yes. or whatever but like you were saying if you can build up a support system outside of that that you have that to lean on when you know if you do have to confront your parents with this information that, that they're there to sort of support you and not make you feel isolated I think that's really really important exactly yeah, that's everything, yeah. and and like the I fact would do that, that first before I would think about yes. telling the parents because that way you know it would make it all the more easier when it did finally have to come out. Yeah, and one of the reasons like he Hunter might even think about telling his parents is like because he's you know feeling independence. He's like he wants them to know that he's a separate person from them, but that might not go over so well with them. I don't know your parents, but they could react really strongly to that, and that's kind of that could be almost dangerous for you because. You live under their roof. You're, you know, you're dependent on them for food and <laughs> transportation and yeah. clothes and stuff. So um, I would just guard because this is like a really precious part of you, and I would guard it as much as I could. Is my advice to I you? Definitely. I mean, I'm scared. I'm scared of my parents seeing me smoke, and I'm 34 years old. Oh, you know what I mean? Life. It's like I would disappoint them. They would be so sad. And I mean, it's really not a big deal compared to you. You know, going to hell, which is what <laughs> the parents may well believe. So I can. T it's like if I totally get it from such a simple thing, I can't really imagine what it's like having to to go there. That you know, it's something like that. So so at least understand that while I'm not going through the same thing, Hunter. I, you know, I can see, on the smaller level, I get it. So I, I'm. I'm saying, oh my gosh, I can't imagine how hard that's going to be for you. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And our friend Katie Jones um, is has just come out of a of a religion closet with her family, and she had a rough, you know, I guess not a re-entry, a rough exit. But she yes. um, is having. And she's still going through it. It's she's still going through it. Yeah, it's a big process, I think, for most people. And so she has a blog and. Um, she might be a good person. She to had a blog. With. It got you know somebody somebody infiltrated and destroyed it. Uh, yeah, I remember when they gone. were about to start. I didn't know it was completely gone. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. Somebody somebody who couldn't couldn't handle her new uh, opinions took it down. So, so yeah, so uh, yeah, we don't want to scare Hunter, but it's it's important to know that these kind of things do happen. You know that it, you know we don't know the people you're really involved with in your life, but it could it could go all kinds of directions. Yeah. 
Yeah, so make sure you have like a strong emotional support system in place, I would say, before you do come out to them when and if you ever do. Um, but I would just ask what, you know, what will happen if you do and is it worth it? So, yeah. So I'd say focus on finding people, like-minded people. You know, you've got Steffi's open type and, you know, coming down from Christianity. You've got the atheists willing to take on new blood. You know, there's plenty of places to go wherever you are at. Um, yeah, so so tap into that and I think the rest will be easier when, when it comes to comes to a hit. Yeah. And um, I, think it, oh, I think it's cute too that he's 15 and his parents don't know that he listens to us because I don't think my parents know about this either. <laughs> Oh, no. No way. No, my my dad asked me what I wanted for Christmas and I or my birthday and I really needed new equipment, but I I just said I wanted a handbag because I couldn't tell him I need a microphone and a mixer because it'll be like what for? Oh, because I do a podcast. What? I want to hear it. No, don't. It's about what? Huh? Yeah, there's no way. So I just had to ask for something else. (laughs) Oh my word. Yes. Cool. Well, thank you so much for calling, Hunter. I hope we were helpful to you. And, uh, yeah, if you want to give us more information and talk about it some more, um, we're more than happy to do that. Yeah. We're here for you, Hunter. We're here for you, Hunter. I just did that in American accent, but it's like I was doing a, a sympathetic American <laughs> counselor accent. That was an accident. I mean, no, that was intentional. I haven't lost character this whole time, I think. Oh, I think I, I have. We're here for you, you Sugar. Yeah, oh, I think we have. I keep forgetting. <laughs> We're here for you, sugar. <laughs> I love that. It's so great. I, managed, uh, I only said bloody once, so I should throw in a few, a few more bloodies bloody. just to beef it up. But I bet, I bet when my sister hears this, she will think I'm overdoing it. Ah. But we did this communication project when I was in year 11, so when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And... I couldn't believe my friend pulled the video out and we watched it a few years ago and I couldn't believe how Australian I sounded because I I never thought I ever sounded that Australian because my parents were Sri Lankan but yeah. I sounded like such an Aussie so really? so if anyone's hearing this and thinking I'm really overdoing it there was a time in my life where I did sound this Australian talking to other Australians so <laughs> shove that up your ass shove I know, that up I'll- your clacker <laughs> <laughs> clacker clacker I w- give me um give me an Australian phrase to say in a southern accent. Um get a dog up ya. <laughs> wow, I didn't understand a word of that. So this is going to be good. <laughs> Let me think of something else. Shove that oh, up. Oh, you your little ripper. Say you little ripper. You little ripper. I don't know how to say that one. That was think. good. That was good. Do it again. You little ripper. I don't ripper. I don't know. Like the part no. of the South I'm from, we didn't like, we didn't do soft R's all the time. Where you know, Oh, the, right. So I kind of am conflicted about where to place those if I'm trying to think about my accent. But um, I get it. I get my it. Grandma, it's like the thing with castle and castle. Like some people in Australia will say castle and uh-huh. then others will say castle. So, ah. yeah, but you can sort of go either way. There's certain words where, you know, and sometimes just from being here for a while, I get confused about how I'm supposed to say things. So yeah. I'm trying to do it properly. So oh, tell me about it. <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> lawyer. His dad's a lawyer. And David also lawyer. makes fun of me for calling a baseball bat a ball bat. I'm like, I'm like, watch out. Bat? Yeah. That's he, hilarious. He, and, and so David's mom's from Texas, but he grew up in San Francisco. And so he thinks he thought that only girls call it ball bat because his mom called it a ball bat, too. And I was like, no, it's a southern <laughs> thing. It's not a girl That's thing. so funny. <laughs> 
Well, a few months ago, I was at a hair salon getting my my hair done, and we were talking about local pubs and restaurants. And I was talking about this place that I go to called Tony's Darts Away, and it's Tony's D A R T S. Darts, as in darts, throwing a dartboard. Tony's darts away, but they thought I was saying Tony's D O T S. Tony's uh-huh. darts away. If I was an American, I was like, no darts, darts, and I, I had to like force the R out just so they know. And I hate when I have to call anyone and I say know. my name. I have to say the R. I have to go T U R K I N G T O N, and I hate it because it's just this one letter that I'm saying with an American accent because otherwise I think I'm saying I. So I have to go T U R K I N G T O N. Like. When we were first together, I was saying I said I was talking about a fighter pilot that I I dated at one fighter time. Fighter pilot. And, and yeah, f- okay. And David thought I was saying, okay, this is what I was really saying. I was saying fighter pilot, and right. um, and he thought I was saying fatter palette, like f a t t e r p a l a t t e. And he's like, you dated who? <laughs> So funny. A fatter palette. Fatter palette. There was um, this movie came out in Australia years ago. Uh, it had Heath Ledger in it. I think it was one of his first movies. It was called Two Hands. And um, and this girl at my work was saying, it's about a fighter. It's about a fighter. And I'm like, it's about what? And I thought the way she was saying fighter, I thought she was saying it was about a fighter, an F-A-R-T-E-R. Yeah, that's what I'm I like, just heard too. Yeah, it's about a fighter. It was just the way her accent was. So very, very confusing stuff. Oh, that reminds me of my Aussie friend, Megan. Um, but she she said Megan. Megan. That's how she pronounced it, right? And she was telling us that she loves cheetahs. I love cheetahs. They're my favorite. And we're like, what? And she goes, oh, do you think I mean people who cheat? I mean the <laughs> animal that runs quickly. It has spots on it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so cute. So um, I introduced you. I would like to talk about my introduction. Yes, please. That I have bestowed upon you, one of the bigger gifts I believe I've given you and your sister Bunyan, is introducing you to Planet Unicorn. The cartoon (laughs) series on YouTube has been a source of great joy for me and my girlfriend. Definitely. In the year 2117, an eight-year-old gay boy named Shannon found a magic lamp. He was granted three wishes. The first, a fur jacket. The second, a flying car. And the third was a planet full of unicorns. This is the story of that planet. A gay boy wished for a planet full of unicorns. Planet unicorn, unicorn planet. Give it up for feathers. Ooh, Cadillac and Tom Cruise. Oh, planet unicorn, hey. So my favorite episode is the top model, America's Next Top Model one. Me too. I love that one. That's (laughs) the best one. Say your line. I want to be a model. (laughs) I want to be on top. You don't have a fresh face. You do not have a fresh face. <laughs> and in the in the first episode, when the the the, the river turns the pink river turns brown, um, Cadillac says, "That's an awful color. I don't like that color." <laughs> <laughs> so we're not even really explaining it. But yeah, Planet Unicorn is about yeah a gay boy who wishes a planet of full of unicorns into existence. So it's just sort of about the adventures of the unicorns. And the unicorns and have very special names that um, yes. I've watched so many times that David has just overheard and learned the names. So what I love to do is ask him, like put him on the spot and say, hey David, what are the <laughs> names of the three unicorns on Planet Unicorn? And he always goes, god damn it. 
why do you always make me do this? Like, remember we were at dinner the other night and I was like, just say yes. it. And he's like, Ugh, and he goes, Cadillac, feathers, <laughs> and Tom Cruise. <laughs> It kills me every time. I love to say it right when we're going to sleep. <laughs> I make him say it. He's so angry because he kind of has to wake up and say the words Cadillac Feathers and Tom Cruise. Does he even appreciate the show? <laughs> he does. He loves it. But he has oh, to act good. like he doesn't like because it's kind of funny and it's like, sure. you know, super gay, right? Because it's a pineapple yeah. unicorn. So he has to act all tough and go back to his fantasy baseball draft. But right, right. But he, he loves it beneath the, the macho facade. As if David's not I'm it off. sure I showed it to Greg like two or three years ago when you first showed it to me. Oh, yeah. And, and then Bunyan and I, my sister Bunyan has been visiting, and uh, I just introduced it to her, and we've just watched it so many times in the last four days. And um, and so we showed Greg, we were just singing the theme song again, and Greg's like, what is that song? I hate that song. I'm like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? And so we like made him watch the episode with Top Model in it, and he's like, I hate this. I hate this. And he didn't even laugh at The Rock, the one that's like, oh, my rock. that rock anyway so some people just can't be changed some people have decided they're not going to laugh but we talk about that on the grapes of rat episode people have just decided that they're not going to laugh at something that's right that's right now you have i um, do i have a conversation something magical so lately since the time change instead of the 6 30 bus i've been taking the 7 30 bus (laughs) because i can't my body thinks it's 6 30 right so i'm like i'm not getting up i'm just going to work later so on the the special 7 30 bus which i only take when i'm running late i'm going to start taking this all the time because there are these two magical people on it they're high school students and it's an extremely gay guy and an extremely hag type girl like you know she's just fag hag type person who you you know she's you know got great hair and this like giant ass and and they're just best friends you can tell because he's always on the bus right when i get on and then she gets on the next stop after me and this is exactly how they sound they go "Ah, how are you doing did he text you yet and i'm not exaggerating at all that is what they sound like so so um the other day he this was on monday he um they're like they always like check their Facebook. They say who added them, who unfriended them, who they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that they just friended me. And so I heard this boy say say these words, and he said just like this. He goes, I can't believe all the football players don't even take notes. They just check their phones, and I'm not exaggerating one bit. Wow. I need to take this recorder on the bus so y'all can hear. Oh, that would be my special secret project. I can like do a sleepy yes, thing. Yes, it would be amazing. So there was this magical conversation on Tuesday that I started like just transcribing to myself and I emailed it to me because she got on the bus and they were fighting and apparently someone like got fighting or seriously fighting. They were seriously fighting. Okay, because someone, from what I could deduce, some guy, some cute guy had unfriended her and blocked her, but she, <gasps> but he was still friends with the, with the guy, so um, she was really upset about this, and she kept saying over and over, she goes, show me please, I said please, I'm asking nicely, please show me, and this is pretty <laughs> loud, and everyone on the bus, like, we just kind of will barely look at each other with, like, kind of big eyes, like, yeah, can you believe it, but we're so, <laughs> in Seattle, like, everyone's so passive-aggressive, like, they would never say, just shut the fuck up, like, that would happen on the east coast but not here like we just endure it right so um 
she kept saying over and over. She's like, show me what he said. Okay, if you're not going to show me, I'm going to text him and tell him that you're blah, 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 blah. And um, so he kept saying, no, I'm not going to show you. No. And so finally he gave in. I was like, oh, damn it. You shouldn't have given in because, you know, now she's just going to walk all over him. But so she looks at his phone and she goes, more. Scroll up. See? Ask him if it's okay to add me. He won't respond. And so the guy was getting so upset. He's like, when he got to his stop where he gets off and I always get off, she got off the bus with him. And he's like, he's like, why are you following me? And he was so upset. He started pulling his hair like a toddler and he stamped his foot. And, and then he started like kind of crying. He's like, why are you following me? Exactly like that. Wow. It was so juicy. What and I was wondering like, lock. I know. So the next day I was like, what's going to happen? They were fine. They were like acting like nothing ever happened and they were best friends again. That's so typical of that age. I can't believe it. <laughs> so funny. Well, I hope you get a recording because it'll be teeny magic. It will, so you can see that I'm not exaggerating these voices at all. It's no, so just like weird. I'm not exaggerating my accent at all. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not exaggerating <laughs> right now either. Crap. Well, this was an excellent episode, I have to say. I reckon it is. You people are so lucky Bloody to have made it this far. <laughs> well, shoot far. Um, yeah, please call the dong line. Um, it's 323-301-DONG. And we will probably play whatever you say because that's just what we do so far and because everyone's been being pretty awesome in their voicemails. So please give us a call. And yeah, check. Okay, dongtini.com will have all the supplemental information, all the important <laughs> government-protected information that we talked about. Episodes of Planet Unicorn. <laughs> and Talking Rocks. You need to see. Greg didn't think it was funny. Go in there and see for yourself that it really is. That's right. That's your assignment. So, until next time, goodbye, Simone. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Guru. to me, baby. You gotta understand. You're old enough to know the makings of a man. Listen to me, baby. It's hard to settle down. Am I asking too much for you to stick around? Every boy wants a girl he can trust to the very end. Baby, that's you. Won't you wait? But till then, when I see lips begging to be kissed, I can't stop. Stop. I can't stop myself. My knees striking again. Taking over my high one track mind Believe it or not, you're in my heart all the time All the girls are saying that you'll end up a fool For the time being, baby, in by my room When I settle down
Chicken.